Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By word of mouth. By Rudyard Kipling. Not though you die tonight, oh sweet and wail, a spectre at my door, shall mortal fear make love immortal fail. I shall but love you more, who, from death's arms returning, give me still one moment's comfort in my matchless ill. Shadow Houses This tale may be explained by those who know how souls are made, and where the bounds of the possible are put down. I have lived long enough in this country to know that it is best to know nothing, and can only write the story as it happened. Dumoise was our civil surgeon at Meridki, and we called him Dormouse, because he was a round little, sleepy little man. He was a good doctor, and never quarrelled with any one, not even with the deputy commissioner, who had the manners of a bargee and the tact of a horse. He married a girl as round and as sleepy-looking as himself. She was a Miss Hillardyce, daughter of Squash Hillardyce of the Barras, who married his chief's daughter by mistake. But that is another story. A honeymoon in India is seldom more than a week long, but there is nothing to hinder a couple from extending it over two or three years. This is a delightful country for married folk who are wrapped up in one another. They can live absolutely alone and without interruption, just as the Dormice did. Those two little people retired from the world after their marriage and were very happy. They were forced, of course, to give occasional dinners, but they made no friends hereby, and the station went its own way and forgot them, only saying, occasionally, that Dormouse was the best of good fellows, though dull. A civil surgeon who never quarrels is a rarity, and appreciated as such. Few people can afford to play Robinson Crusoe anywhere, least of all in India, where we are few in the land, and very much dependent on each other's kind offices. Dumoise was wrong in shutting himself from the world for a year, and he discovered his mistake when an epidemic of typhoid broke out in the station in the heart of the cold weather, and his wife went down. He was a shy little man, and five days were wasted before he realised that Mrs. Dumoise was burning, 
with something worse than simple fever, and three days more passed before he ventured to call on Mrs. Shute, the engineer's wife, and timidly speak about his trouble. Nearly every household in India knows that doctors are very helpless in typhoid. The battle must be fought out between death and the nurses, minute by minute and degree by degree. Mrs. Shute almost boxed Dumoise's ears for what she called his criminal delay, and went off at once to look after the poor girl. We had seven cases of typhoid in the station that winter, and, as the average of death is about one in every five cases, we felt certain that we should have to lose somebody. But all did their best. The women sat up nursing the women, and the men turned to and tended the bachelors who were down, and we wrestled with those typhoid cases for fifty-two days, and brought them through the valley of the shadow in triumph. But, just when we thought all was over, and were going to give a Cinderella to celebrate the victory, little Mrs. Dumois got a relapse, and died in three days, and the station went to the funeral. Dumois broke down utterly at the brink of the grave, and had to be taken away. After the death, Dumois crept into his own house, and refused to be comforted. He did his duties perfectly, but we all felt that he should go on leave, and the other men in his own service told him so. Dumois was very thankful for this suggestion. He was thankful for anything in those days, and went to Chini on a walking tour. Chini is some twenty marches from Simla, in the heart of the hills, and the scenery is good if you are in trouble. You pass through big, still deodar forests, and under big, still cliffs, and over big, still grass downs swelling like a woman's breast, and the wind across the grass and the rain among the deodars says, Hush, hush, hush. So little Dumoise was packed off to Chini, to wear down his grief with a full-plate camera and a rifle. He took also a useless purbia bearer, because the man had been his wife's favourite servant. That bearer was idle and a thief, but Dumoise trusted everything implicitly to him. On his way back from Chini, Dumoise turned aside to Bogi, through the forest reserve, which is on the spur of Mount Hattu. Some men who have travelled more than a little say that the march from Kotgar to Bagi is one of the finest in creation. It runs through dark wet forest, and ends suddenly in bleak, nipped hillside and black rocks. Bagi Dock Bungalow is open to all the winds and is bitterly cold. Few people go to Bagi. Perhaps that was the reason why Dumas went there. He halted at seven in the evening, and his bearer went down the hillside to the village to engage coolies for the next day's march. The sun had set, and the night winds were beginning to sing among the rocks. Dumas leaned on the railing of the veranda, waiting for his bearer to return. The man came back almost immediately after he had disappeared, and at such a rate that Dumois fancied he must have crossed a bear. He was running as hard as he could up the face of the hill. 
but there was no bear to account for his terror. He raced to the veranda and fell down, the blood spurting from his nose and his face iron grey. Then he gurgled, I have seen the memsob, I have seen the memsob. Where? asked Dumoise. Down there, walking on the road to the village, she was in a blue dress, and she lifted the purda of her bonnet and said, Ram Das, give my salams to the sob and tell him that I shall meet him next month at Nudia. Then I ran away, because I was afraid. What Dumois said or did, I do not know. Ram Das declares that he said nothing, but walked up and down the veranda all the cold night, waiting for the memsob to come up the hill, and stretching out his arms into the dark like a madman. But no memsob came, and next day he went on to Simla, cross-questioning the bearer every hour. Ram Dass could only say that he had met Mrs. Dumoise, and that she had lifted up her veil, and given him the message which he had faithfully repeated to Dumoise, to this statement, Ram Das adhered. He did not know where Nadia was, had no friends at Nadia, and would most certainly never go to Nadia, even though his pay were doubled. Nadia is in Bengal, and has nothing whatever to do with a doctor serving in the Punjab. It must be more than twelve hundred miles from Maridki. Dumoise went through Simla without halting, and returned to Maridki, there to take over charge from the man who had been officiating for him during his tour. There were some dispensary accounts to be explained, and some recent orders of the Surgeon General to be noted, and, altogether, the taking over was a full day's work. In the evening, Dumoise told his locum tenens, who was an old friend of his bachelor days, what had happened at Bargi, and the man said that Ram Das might as well have chosen Tutikorin while he was about it. At that moment, a telegraph peon came in with a telegram from Simla, ordering Dumois not to take over charge at Maridki, but to go at once to Nadia on special duty. There was a nasty outbreak of cholera at Nadia, and the Bengal government, being short-handed, as usual, had borrowed a surgeon from the Punjab. Dumoise threw the telegram across the table and said, Well? The other doctor said nothing. It was all that he could say. Then he remembered that Dumoise had passed through Simla on his way from Bagi, and thus might, possibly, have heard first news of the impending transfer. He tried to put the question, and the implied suspicion into words, but Dumoise stopped him with, If I had desired that, I should never have come back from Chini. I was shooting there. I wish to live, for I have things to do. But I shall not be sorry. The other man bowed his head, and helped, in the twilight, to pack up Dumoise's just-opened trunks. Ramdas entered with the lamps. Where is the sob going? he asked. To Nadia, said Dumoise softly. Ramdas clawed Dumoise's knees and boots and begged him not to go. 
and us wept and howled till he was turned out of the room. Then he wrapped up all his belongings and came back to ask for a character. He was not going to Nadir to see his sob die, and, perhaps, to die himself. So Dumoise gave the man his chit, and went down to Nadir alone, the other doctor bidding him good-bye as one under sentence of death. Eleven days later he had joined his Memsab, and the Bengal government had to borrow a fresh doctor to cope with that epidemic at Nadir. The first importation was dead at Chuadanga Dark Bungalow. End of By Word of Mouth by Rudyard Kipling Experience the best in relaxation and entertainment with Saul Good Streaming at SaulGood.org. Our extensive library features hundreds of audiobooks, thousands of short stories, original podcasts, and popular sounds for sleep, meditation, and relaxation all ad-free. Whether you want to escape into a good book or fall asleep to your favorite ambient sound, we have something for everyone. Go to SaulGood.org to start streaming and discover your new go-to for entertainment and relaxation. That's S-O-L-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G. Experience the best in relaxation and entertainment with Saul Good Streaming at SaulGood.org. Our extensive library features hundreds of audiobooks, thousands of short stories, original podcasts, and popular sounds for sleep, meditation, and relaxation all ad-free. Whether you want to escape into a good book or fall asleep to your favorite ambient sound, we have something for everyone. Go to SaulGood.org to start streaming and discover your new go-to for entertainment and relaxation. That's S-O-L-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G.